We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome in. We're taking you all the way up until midnight after a much-needed win for the Red Sox. They take out the Yankees tonight, 3-2 to two in extra innings. Fascinating game, entertaining game. Edgier seats, Garrett Whitlock mowing guys down. Big hits for J.D. Martinez. Just a fun game to watch, and we needed a game like this. They've been stressful the past couple of nights, but it's back-to-back wins for the Red Sox. You know what that means. If they win tomorrow, that's a winning streak, people. But sometimes, like we've done a lot over the past two and a half weeks and change about Heim Bloom and the trading deadline and all that and criticizing Heim Bloom, the job he's done here over the past couple of years. But tonight is just one of those games you got to sit back, enjoy the game, and look at where the Red Sox are at in the big picture going forward. Yes, they're not in the driver's seat at all as it pertains to getting into the wild card position. But as I said on the network post game show, what I want to see is relevant baseball down the stretch. And it appears after what we saw tonight, maybe we could be heading in that direction. Matt Barnes, this is back-to-back nights that Matt Barnes has looked good. The fastball velocity has been better for Matt Barnes. And we know with Matt Barnes, it's always a head case thing with this guy, okay? When he loses his confidence, he starts nibbling. That's what made him so good at the beginning of last season where he would attack hitters. Seems like, okay, we're not quite to that version of Matt Barnes yet. That version of Matt Barnes is probably never going to come back ever. But if they can just get somebody else in that bullpen, that's what they need right now. Just get another guy to get hot in some capacity for an extended period of time. You know what you're going to get from Whitlock. He was downright dominant tonight. And by the way, that was my favorite part of the whole game tonight. We'll get into the JD portion of the equation. We'll get into the big hit from Tommy Pham and what he's meant for this team. And by the way, if you do want to weigh in on this win, does it make you think any differently about this team going forward? 617-779-7937, the number. But my favorite part of the night is Whitlock. I mean, that guy comes in here and he gives you two innings, but you go to the top of the 10th inning after he walks Judge. And that was a really smart approach with Whitlock with Judge. He was very careful with Judge. He was making sure he didn't give him anything over the heart of the plate like Evaldi did. I mean, my word. What is Evaldi doing there? 93 miles an hour up in the zone. What do you think Judge is going to do with it? This is the best power hitter in the game. I mean, you cannot do that. But anyway, getting back to the Whitlock portion of the night, first and second, no outs because we know how it works with the Extra inning rules. By the way, I love how <laughs> I love how Joe calls it the zombie, but sometimes he doesn't say zombie runner. So tonight I was laughing when he said, coming up in the bottom half of the inning, Christian Arroyo will be the zombie. I love when he calls him the zombie. But anyway, so top of the 10th inning, first and second no outs. He gets Rizzo to line out on that changeup. Then he just goes after Donaldson, man. 
97 mile an hour two seamer up in the zone. Go get it. I dare you to. Donaldson had no chance. And they pitched him one inside as well. Same thing with Torres. He's blowing him away with 96, 97 mile an hour two seamers. You love to see that with Garrett Whitlock. That's what I love about Whitlock, the reliever. And that whole idea of Whitlock at the rotation, this is what I love about Whitlock, the reliever. He's not thinking about the second time through the lineup. He's not thinking about any of that crap. He is just going after you. He is in full attack mode. And having a guy like Whitlock, and we saw it with Schreiber last night, that can give you two innings is just so huge. And that's why it's so important for them to get some of these other guys going, whether it be a Matt Barnes. And Matt Barnes seems like the biggest candidate for that job right now based on the way that he threw the ball again tonight which was awfully impressive to see. One of the things that I noticed that jumped out to me about Matt Barnes is whether it's mechanics, whether it's just in his head, whatever it is from just a confidence standpoint and a velocity standpoint, he has not been the same guy lately. And basically he's been a non-entity all season long. Quite frankly, he's been a non-entity since they gave him the extension. But if you look at Matt Barnes tonight, one of the things that I noticed was different was that velocity. And I mentioned it briefly earlier, but if you look at it, April through July of 2021, fastball was sitting at 96.2 miles an hour. That was Matt Barnes at his absolute best. That was the best we've ever seen Matt Barnes. He had a good fastball. And then we saw August through the end of the season of 2021, 95.1 miles per hour. Okay, so it dipped down a little bit. He wasn't the same guy. He's left off the ALCS roster. April through May of 2022, the beginning of the season, 94.6. That ain't not good enough for a reliever. You can do that as a starter, obviously, when you're pitching five, six innings, but 94.6 miles an hour as a reliever, not nearly good enough, especially considering Barnes is really, I know he's tried to mix in that changeup, but he's really a two-pitch pitcher, right? He's a curveball and a fastball guy. So if you don't have that, if you only are a two-pitch guy, you can't have 94.6, right? Unless it's got crazy movement on it or something along those lines. Unless you got like Mariano's cutter, right? Or like a nasty splitter, but that's not what Barnes has. Tonight, it's up to 95.7. So he's creeping back to that high velocity and then the curveball guy, which you love to see that. And it's just so important right now because in that bullpen, outside of Schreiber and Whitlock, with the injury to Hulk right now, you really don't have anybody back there. That's why it's imperative that they get Matt Barnes going. All right, before we go any further, let's hear from the manager, Alex Cora. They're all, they're all big. You know, we know where we're at, so we just got to... Keep going out there and grind and win ball games, and uh, that's two in a row against two good teams. Uh, Nate, he did an amazing job for us. Barnsley, great. Uh, Brazier, outstanding, and then we did an amazing job late in the game. And uh, Plow was in in total control behind the plate, made some blocks, good ones. Uh, we played good defense, uh, did enough offensively, right? Put the ball in play at the end, took some walks. Uh, you know, we did a lot of good things, a lot of things that we, we haven't done in a while. And uh, you know, um, it's a good feeling, but we got to turn the page and be ready for tomorrow. You talked about time before the game, and your goal hit down. Yeah, he's good. He's a, he's, he's a good player. He likes it here. Both, uh, I mean, all of them, the three of them, because we always talk about Haas and, 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 and Tommy and Reese. You know, he, he's a good player, too. You know, uh, just... They, they, they fit right in. They, they're enjoying the atmosphere. Uh, they're looking forward to, for more games like this, and they've done an amazing job for us so far. We're very short. Yeah, I mean, we, we were very short. And, you know, going there, it was just more out of necessity than anything else. And, uh, I mean, nothing against their guy. 
but we, we know what's going on, you know, the last month, you know. So keep it in check, too. And, you know, we had the two lefties coming up with Rafi and, uh, and Verdugo hitting behind Xander. So we rolled the dice there. It was out of necessity, but at the same time, kind of like trying to maximize our lineup, understanding that, you know, he was coming in and he has struggled uh, since the last time he was here. It's really good. Uh, he asked me the other day what I need to do because they scored two runs and six innings or whatever. I said, just keep throwing strikes and use your, your weapons the way you've been doing it. You know, it just happens that there was a, change, a hanging changeup in Kansas City and the other day they scored one. So uh, but he, he's really good. Uh, he, he understands also all those guys. You know, Brazier was... You know, a little bit banged up, but he, he understands what this means and where we at, knowing that we don't have Tanner and we have to be creative in the bullpen and sometimes we got to push him to the limit. But uh, all of them, they did an amazing job. Barnsley, too. Um, I don't know. Yeah, just a baseball play. Sometimes the manager calls plays and sometimes the players, they make plays. So Riz is a good baseball player. It was fun. It was fun. Uh, Friday nights again. You know, I know we haven't played well uh, throughout the season. We haven't been uh, good at Fenway, but uh, it's still a good baseball team that just have struggled throughout a month and a half. But uh, when they come into town, we expect this. We expect games like that. Uh, they have an outstanding team, uh, but, you know, we, we've been playing well. Uh, I mean, against them here the last three games. Excellent. Controlling the strike zone. It starts. It started with a walk yesterday. I always said that you know you walk. You know, if, if somebody would tell me that in my career back in the day, I would walk a little bit more. But uh, he controlled the strikes on yesterday, and good things are going to happen. You know, he hit a ball to right center. Uh, I know he chased a few pitches, but he, he's making a conscious effort to stay in the zone, and, and he did tonight. Uh, that was a great at bat at the end. Um, you know, he will hit. You know, like he will hit uh, when. Hopefully, it started today, but at one point, he will hit. Yeah, you got to ask him. Um, you know, I, I love, the, love what he said the other day about, yeah, I'm hitting homers, but I'm striking up too much. You know, I got to set the, t uh, the table for, for the big boys. And, um, you know, that's the mentality we, we need. You know, um, you know, the battle tonight was Jalen, to be honest with you. Uh, puts the ball in play with two strikes, and good things happen. Uh, and, and that's why we're trying to keep talking to these guys, you know, that contact matters. Strikeouts, are, they're not just an out. That's, that's a lie. I, 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 you know, you have to put the ball in play. And uh, we did today when it mattered, and uh, we ended up winning the game. Do you think that ball that just has come down yet? <laughs> come on, Johnny. Yeah, like... I don't know. You, you know. Obviously, you mentioned that it's been a difficult stretch. Uh, like, have, has it been necessary along the way in the last week? Like, you know, well, my bad. I'm, what were you saying? Has it been necessary the last week or 10 days to, like, you know, kind of refocus on, like, you know, as, as hard as it's been, we're still in this position? I've been saying that for a while. Yeah. You know, not too many people believe me, you know, but I think the people that really matter they believe it so it's the people in there so uh we just gotta keep playing we play well against atlanta uh we lost two games we played well yesterday against baltimore we won we play well against the yankees we won uh, 
there's a there's a there's a winning streak somewhere, you know, and, and this is a good baseball team that is going to get healthy, and that's what people haven't seen. But you know, it's not their job. That's my job to keep them positive and keep pushing. And the coaching staff is doing an amazing job. All right, that was the manager, Alex Cora, after the game. Two things that jumped out to me about that press conference, my two favorite things about that. The first one is Johnny Miller asking him if he thinks the Aaron Judge home run has landed yet. That was an absolute bomb. I still contend that that thing went close to 500 feet, but Alex Cora's like, come on, man. Come on, Johnny. Yes, I think it has landed. I mean, what's he going to say to that? And then the second thing I loved about Cora tonight is when he was asked about, hey, was there a missed sign there? He said, I don't know, which means, yes, there was a missed sign. I don't know what Arroyo was doing. He clearly missed a sign, and you got a bunt on with Reese McGuire, and he puts it in the perfect spot, and Arroyo's not running. Now, it doesn't matter in the long run because Tommy Pham ends up with a big single to drive in the run and win the game, but that little stuff down the road will matter. I mean, you cannot miss a sign in that particular situation, and I don't even know what happened. Because Carlos Fabulous is talking to Arroyo right before the at-bat from Reese McGuire. So I don't know how Arroyo misses a sign there. Maybe he just got indecisive. I really have no idea how that gets missed. But anyway, a big win for the Red Sox. It's now two in a row. Are you believing in this team at all going forward? Do you think they still have what it takes? Or now do you think they have what it takes to get into the postseason? 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barry taking you up until midnight here on EEI. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. All right, trending now is brought to you by Nissan. You deserve a car that thrills you, and Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill for yourself. Shop your local Nissan store and NissanUSA.com today. I had goosebumps on my goosebumps tonight. When Garrett Whitlock was out there pumping 97 to Torres and Donaldson saying, hey, try to hit this, and they couldn't do it. Red Sox win tonight over the Yankees, 3-2 to at Fenway. In walk-off fashion, the big hit from Tommy Pham, who's been really good for this Red Sox team since coming over at the trading deadline. Nathan Evaldi gives you six innings. He gives up eight hits, but only the two earned runs. One of those, of course, the absolute bomb from Aaron Judge. Judge now is up to 46 home runs on the season. Big night for J.D. Martinez, of course, 3-for-4. He had two RBIs, the big one to send this game into extra innings. J.D. has been ice cold for basically since the start of June, but it's gotten worse as of late. So you love to see J.D. Martinez get going there. The Sox and the Yankees play the second of the three-game set on Saturday night at Fenway. Red Sox can clinch a series win tomorrow night's second consecutive series win. If they do it, even though Baltimore is just one game, that's going to be a 7-15 first pitch across the Shaws and Star Market. WEI Red Sox Network, Shaws and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh. Tune in to the Visit Massachusetts pregame show at 6-15. That's sponsored by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Start your Massachusetts summer adventure at visitma.com. Cutter Crawford is going to get the start in that one. Elsewhere in Major League Baseball, Padre shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr. suspended 80 games for PED use. Not buying his excuse. As a player says, I accidentally took something. So the Padres in major trouble here as they lose one of their stars, although he's been injured for the majority of the season. Anyway, but not good news for them. And in the NFL, Jets quarterback Zach Wilson went down with a knee injury. And after the game, the head coach of the Jets, Robert Sala, did say that he thinks the ACL is intact, but we'll see come tomorrow or the next day what the word is on Zach Wilson who went down in a preseason game. And it was a non-contact thing. You can see the knee buckled. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, Brian Barrett with you, taking you up until midnight, 617-779-7937, the number. Are you feeling any better about your Red Sox after this win tonight? One thing that I feel better about, not better about, I'm hoping this is the start of something, because I don't want to say just because of one game this turns around the season for J.D. Martinez, but it was nice to see him come up with the big hits, of course, tonight, because you look at it, since July 16th, J.D. Martinez was hitting 115 with a 176 on base percentage. He was slugging 180 and hit a 357 OPS. Those numbers almost seem made up. That seems like something that you would see from Jeter Downs at the big league level. This is J.D. Martinez, one of the great sluggers in the sport over the past five years or so. If they can just get this guy going, it's a major development for the lineup because the offense has been, we talk about the pitching all the time in the bullpen, the offense has been downright anemic as of late, and they need somebody else to step up in that group, and J.D. Martinez certainly did that tonight. So hopefully this is the start of something for J.D. Martinez. And I do give Cora credit. He mentioned it again tonight, but he said last night that the big thing with J.D. Martinez is he saw him taking the walk last night, and he thought that was the start of something, and the manager was correct because he had three hits tonight. One other thing about Nathan Evaldi I wanted to get to real quick, although I don't think I said anything about Nate yet, is... Sometimes I'm perplexed by the pitch mix that he uses. So, for example, tonight, I actually thought, and I know he didn't get a lot of swings and misses. In fact, just one whiff on the fastball. But he did get 13 called strikes with it, okay? So that's north of 36.1% of his fastballs, or it's exactly 36.1%. I don't know So it said about north of that. But anyway, that's a good number to get those called strikes because even if he's not getting the swings and misses, he needs the fastball to be able to pitch, right? You can't it can't pitch backwards all the time like he's been doing lately when he throws more splitters than fastballs. But I, I know this is a right-handed heavy lineup of the Yankees. I don't understand why he throws a slider so much. Righties are hitting north of 400 against the slider this season. It's not a good pitch, and he threw 17 of them, okay? Or I should say he threw 29 of them. He got 17 swings, three whiffs. It's just not an effective pitch. And even you would ordinarily think, all right, the splitter is for lefties, but the splitter has been effective against righties this season. They're hitting just 188 against his splitter. He threw 19 splitters and he threw 29 sliders. I, I don't understand why he throws his slider so often. I give him credit for going out there and gutting through it, but I just don't understand the game plan of using that pitch. The pitch sucks. Don't throw it that much. Throw your splitter even against righties. I know that doesn't make sense from 
an ordinary tactical perspective, right? You want that slide or something going away from right-handed hitters. But quite frankly, it's just not a good pitch right now. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to Kenny. He's in Boston. What's up, Kenny? Hey, Brian. How you doing? Good. So, real quick, just it's always so refreshing to just see Whitlock absolutely go off against the Yankees. I think, <laughs> including last season, I think he's only given up two earned runs or something to them in, like, all well, games. Well, and one of them, too, like, Kenny, he, remember, one of them was on opening day, like the home run that would have been out of one ballpark to LeMahieu the opposite way. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's like, it's clockwork with Whitlock. Like, we play the Yankees, and it's just like, you guys put me in the rule five. Like, I'm going to make you remember this every single time I go out there. Yeah, it's like F you. That's what it is. It's F you. Exactly, and it's so refreshing. Like, I I think the big thing with this team is they haven't all been healthy at any point in this season. Right. And I think I'm one of the few who I think – empathizes with Haim at the deadline where I think everybody who was rumored to be available was actually available. But like the reports that came out, they were looking for a godfather type offer, like to make somebody look stupid. I think they thought they got that with Vasquez from a pure value standpoint. But when you have a team that's injured and trying to fight through that the whole time, I think they underestimated the intangibles of Vasquez. Well, this is what I'll say, Kenny, real quick. Kenny, this is what I'll say real quick. I'm I'm not as concerned about losing Vasquez as a lot of other Red Sox fans are. If you look at the main pitchers on this team that actually throw to both catchers, the numbers are better with Ploiecki from an ERA standpoint. I quite frankly thought you sold high on Vasquez based on the fact that his OPS at the trading deadline was 100 points higher than it was a season ago. I was not crying over losing Christian Vasquez. My issue with Bloom was not the trading deadline. My issue with Bloom is going back prior to the season, right? Because think about this right now, Kenny. Think about the spark that Tommy Pham has given you. And I'm not saying Pham's a great player, but he's given this team a spark. And you know what he is? He's a major league outfielder. And he's somebody you could probably play every day. That type of player needed to be on the team at the beginning of the season when you decided to move on from Renfro. And the other thing I would say is look at Hosmer. That's a professional first baseman, right? And I'm not telling you he's Eric Hosmer back from his Royals days, but you know what he is? He's an actual major league first baseman. You know what the Red Sox haven't had for a year and a half? A major league first baseman. That's my issue with Bloom. These are things, and still, they don't have enough in the bullpen right now. Maybe Barnes gets it going here, but that's my issue with Bloom. It's not so much the deadline. It's more about coming into the season. The team was ill-equipped compared to the rest of the division. So my issue with Haim is more towards that than it was the actual trading deadline. I like bringing in Hosmer, even though I don't give him credit for that. You basically got him for free, and I like bringing in Tommy Pham. My issue is do that stuff before the season and put your team in the best position to win the division. No, I, I, a lot of what you said I, I agree with. I think they sold high on Vasquez, and that's why they didn't yeah. move J.D. or Evaldi yeah. is because nobody was willing to pay the premium that right. we got for Vasquez. We have two prospects that are not top 20 in our farm system because of the Vasquez trade. You right. weren't getting that with J.D. or Evaldi, so ride them out. The club's better now. 
But I agree. I think they just missed out on the intangibles with Vasquez. I think they underestimated how important that was in the clubhouse, but I think they're starting to come out of it. Guys are getting healthy, obviously. We're without sale for the rest of the season, but I think as guys get healthy, it puts them in an interesting spot for the end of the season. With 30 games left against the division, 14 of them being straight to close out the season, Right. what do you think? The they have to do against the division and just in general to make the playoffs this year. Uh, Kenny, I appreciate the call. It's going to be, and I appreciate the call, Kenny. His line's open if you want to grab it. It's 617-779-7937. They need to get Kike back, and it looks like they're going to get him back next week. And I know Kike has not been hitting when he was actually playing this year, but we know Kike, he's a launch angle guy, which means he can get super hot, much like Trevor Story, although Kike doesn't have the hit and miss that Trevor Story has. It'll be nice to get Rob Refsnyder back. He had been really good for this team. They were hoping to get him back next week as well. It's about getting some of these guys back. So you actually have a bench. Like, you're still hitting Ploiecki. And look, I give Jalen Davis credit for putting the ball in play, the swinging bunt, which basically did the same thing as the sacrifice. But he should not be hitting in extra innings. You should have guys like Refsnyder, Kike Hernandez should be starting all the time. Then you don't have to play Duran out in the outfield where he's been better lately, but we all know he's one of the worst center fielders in the history of Major League Baseball from a numbers perspective. The guy's horrible out there. He absolutely sucks. But you get my overwhelming point. Get some of these guys healthy. And the big thing to me, and this is the one critique that I really do have about the trading deadline, you needed to get add another reliever. Now, hopefully Barnes can start to develop here. Now, they did put Rich Hill back there, and I think that's a necessity here because I don't know what you're going to get out of Rich Hill, out of the bullpen, but let's say hypothetically it's a blowout either way. It's important to eat up those innings so you don't have to use Schreiber. You don't have to use Whitlock, and especially now with Hoke on the shelf for a little bit here, and we'll see what goes on with the back situation. But that is, I'm not telling you that it's a a glamorous role, but it's an important role to have if you can have somebody that can just eat up some innings. And we know that at the very least, Rich Hill should be able to do that. All right, let's get to David in Florida. What's up, David? Good evening, Brian. How are you? Let me let me start with something about the press, the post, the press conference of Cora at the end of the game and that play that um, uh, before Fam when they dropped the bunt down and um, and Arroyo apparently missed it. All right, David, just get uh, to I, I the was, point. Just get, you're telling me what no, you're going to get to. I, just get to it. I, I've i said before about Cora holding players accountable. I was hoping and praying that he would just answer that question honestly and say something like, yeah, Arroyo missed it. Fortunately, we won the game. It's not the end of the David, world. But David, yeah, he's but, not. David, you don't think he said something to Arroyo in the clubhouse? He's protecting his player to the media. Bill Belichick does the same thing. You don't think Belichick chews out his players and then doesn't say anything at the podium? I mean, why do you have an issue with that? These are grown men. Right, a grown man that probably got talked to after the game by the manager who probably said to Christian Arroyo, you missed a sign. You don't think that's happening? I disagree. No, I disagree. I don't because it's happened much too much this season. You're living in a different universe, David. If you don't think Alex Cora said something to Arroyo or somebody on the coaching staff said something to Arroyo, and by the way, he knows he screwed up. It's happened much much too much this season. Unfortunately, it didn't matter. They they came out and won. They've got a couple of wins back-to-back. And and, and like you said, the pitching staff and and Evaldi did a great job today. So, but... Uh, no, I don't. I'm not so sure Cora 
Cora addressed it properly or sufficiently in the in the dugout. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, come on, David. <laughs> All right, I appreciate the call tonight. I can't go much further with that one. If you don't think that Christian Arroyo knows he screwed up and was told he screwed up, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. I don't know what to tell you if you don't think that Christian Arroyo knows he screwed up. Let's get to Jonathan in Brookline. What's up, Jonathan? Hi, Brian. I love the show. Big win. Big win for the Sox. No doubt. Now, as we know, Sox have been dealing with a lot of injuries in terms of, like, Kike's story, Avaldi. One that I don't think is being talked enough is um, Michael Walker. So if we Sunday. look back to June, June, 18th, uh, June 28th, Michael Walker got injured. Before that, the starters had the eighth lowest opponent batting average in all of baseball. And then after June 28th, they went up to 29th. In terms of um, walk percentage, they had the eighth lowest in baseball after he got injured, 23rd. Um, isolated power, 17th lowest in baseball. After he got hurt, it went to 28th. And slugging percentage, before he, before he got injured, 15th. That went up to 29th. Not to mention the simple fact that before he was injured, the Red Sox went 42-39. and 39. After he was injured, they went 13-19. and 19. So I'm not even trying to put this in a negative note. I'm saying Michael Walker comes back Sunday. I know the bullpen's, like, bad. Maybe you get Barnes, but Michael Walker, I think, is going to be a huge part of, like, just like like you said, making this team relevant down the stretch yeah. so we can watch entertaining baseball like we did tonight. I'm with you, Jonathan. I appreciate the call. Another thing about Walker, thank you for the call, Jonathan. The other thing about Walker, too, is if you look at it, the Red Sox are 9-4 and four in his starts. It's a 692 winning percentage. He goes out there, he's a professional major league pitcher, and unfortunately for some of the young guys that came up at times, they were overwhelmed. Winkowski was better the other day, but we know the story with him. He's not going to miss bats. And you will love now with Waka back when Bayo's healthy again that you can have him as part of the bullpen coming out there. He was really good in that bulk role a couple of weeks ago. And now you're saying, okay, maybe you're getting some of these guys healthy. But the one thing I will say about Waka is he gave this team professional outings pretty much every start that he had this season. Let's get to Phil. He's in New Bedford. What's up, Phil? Hey, brother. First of all, that young man, he should be your, he should be your uh, your backup or your intern or something. I, I love, love it, it. John. I love Jonathan of Brooklyn. He always comes with good information. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like listening, going, "Wow." <laughs> um, if I was JD, it's the first time since a week before he actually get that serious injury that you could see him smiling back and forth from the base in the dugout with people. He's like, "Okay, here we are." I just want to see them be competitive. Yeah. Two out of 66% of these remaining games, because somebody asked you that question, what's it going to take within the, their division? If they can win two out of three games in the, within their division, maybe they'll be competitive. And if they don't make it to the playoffs, be a spoiler, and I'll be happy. Yeah, you and I have been going on this ride thing. all year, man. Yeah, Phil, and that's my biggest thing. It's just if you look at the team now, they kept the majority be of the guys together. With the you accept- and I have been on this ride all year when some people weren't. Yeah. They were like, come on, they thought we were both being too hot. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is where they're at, Phil, unfortunately. And one of the things that I look at now is outside of Vasquez, the majority of the team is still here. So that means sure. that you should be good enough to at least make a run. Play relevant baseball until the end of the season. Okay, Coming back off the injuries, all those things everybody's covering, that's good. Yeah. The guy's going to pull it together and say, hey, this is who we are. And Cora, I think overall I would give him like a B 
a few weeks ago, people tell me, like, well, he's only dealing with what he can deal with. No, I stick him a B because of certain things I believe he should have done. You can't go backwards. Yeah, well, I think some of the I think stuff- he should have been making more shifts around once they started the struggle in the numbers of games before the, the big injuries came along. Yeah, but Phil, I, I, I think that Cora has We're not a, the general managers or the managers. So. Yeah, Phil, I think Cora has done a really good job with this team, and I think maybe after the season we're going to find out more stuff about what happened internally in the clubhouse because you have guys like Bogarts and J.D. Martinez saying stuff publicly about the guy running the team where J.D. saying, I hope this makes it hard on high. weeks before the All-Star game, you, you, and I, you yeah. made a comment, and I was like, you know, now he's got me paying attention. Yeah, and Bogarts, remember he said... my friend, always. You too, Phil, appreciate it, my friend. Remember Bogarts, he said at the All-Star game to Frank Thomas when Thomas asked him, is the goal still to make the playoffs? And he said, I don't know, I think so, right? So, like, that stuff comes out publicly. That means it's way worse in the clubhouse. Like, what the guys are actually saying in the clubhouse about Bloom, it is way worse. If they're at the point where they're not afraid to say stuff publicly, you know what's going on behind closed doors. So I had to give Core a lot of credit from that perspective where, and I know it doesn't look great right now, but he's keeping this clubhouse together. And I also give Core credit for this. Like, Jaron Duran has been a complete ass at times when he talks after games. And the way that Cora defends the guy, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could have the composure to defend Jaron Duran. I mean, remember the game where the ball went over Duran's head? He didn't run after it. And he basically said, you try to catch a ball in the twilight, to paraphrase what he was saying. And Cora came out and he defended the player then. like I give, And I know Cora is probably saying something to Jaron Duran behind closed doors. But I give Cora a lot of credit for handling this crap. Especially, too, like if you're Cora, it's not just the team, it's you too. You were two wins away from the World Series and you're looking at what the hell you're baseball chief baseball operator is doing in the offseason and you're like Heim you got me Jake Walkman that's the guy you got me I'm Heim you got rid of uh, the 30 home run guy Hunter Renfro and but we didn't replace him uh, Heim uh, the Schwarber guy remember I told you I liked his approach he was really good for us we went from 24th and walk rate to third and walk rate when he came over here love having him hit in front of Devers because he wears out pitchers he spits on everything uh, what about that guy? Like, Core was dealt a really bad hand this season, so I got to give him a lot of credit how he's handled all this. And now this is like where Cora thrives, where these are competitive games that the team needs to win. Basically, now the rest of the season, the Red Sox are, are need to approach it like it's the playoffs, and that's where Core is at his best. 17-8 and eight record in the postseason. He's lost one series, and it was to the juggernaut Astros last year. All right, 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barry taking you up until midnight. Okay. So I do want to get to this. And by the way, if you're at the game, I was doing the show from the studio tonight. I'll be at the game tomorrow and I'll be at the game on Sunday. But I want to get sort of a vibe check from people that were at the game because I'm going to tell you, the last couple of weeks when I've been going to these games, the crowd has not been great. There has been a lot of Brewers fans a couple of weeks ago. What was the vibe like in the stadium? And after back-to-back wins, are you buying back in? Do you have hope with this team? Brian Barrett with you here on EI. All right, big win for the Red Sox is now they have two chances to win a series against the New York Yankees. Frankie Montas goes tomorrow. Montas, big trade move for the Yankees, of course, at the deadline. Got beat up at his first outing. He's going through a personal tragedy, though, at that particular point in time. We'll see if he's better tomorrow. But the Red Sox have beaten him earlier this season. Cannot wait. And by the way, he has been absolutely horrible away from Oakland this season. Of course, he's only pitched one game for the Yankees, was on the road. We'll give you those numbers in the pregame show tomorrow. The Red Sox, huge opportunity tomorrow, especially with Cutter Crawford on the mound, who's going to want to bounce back after really his only poor performance in a month and a half. 
Let's get to Andrew. He's in Rhode Island. What's up, Andrew? What's up, Brian? I'm loving the show tonight. Everyone, everyone's having a good time. We're not criticizing Bloom. It's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love the way uh, Whitlock pitched to Judge and then uh, challenged Donaldson. Matty Backpacks is back. I think he's finally out of his own damn head. Um, and then Sam, <laughs> all, all that guy does is hit the ball hard. He was yeah. a great pickup. Again, would have been nice to have him in the offseason, but I'm trying not to criticize Bloom tonight. Yeah, we're and trying then, to stay uh, away from him, but you're right. Jake? I'm with you. I mean, Fam would have been great for this team all season long. I'm with you. Yep, and then how about Spanky McGuire dropping down a bunt just like he dropped his pants in that Dollar Tree parking lot? <laughs> you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. All right, that's my last uh, Reese McGuire joke, I promise. And then a uh, question for you uh, before I get off here. Um, I asked you on Twitter, but I wanted to ask again to see if you maybe had more info. Uh, why didn't Benny give a helmet tip to the crowd? That was kind of weird, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, I don't know what was going on there. It, it all seemed so quick, didn't it? Like, did Ploiecki even come in front of the plate when he came up? I'd, um, I don't think he did. Yeah, I don't think he did. Yeah, I mean, I guess Ploiecki barely knows him, right? Ploiecki was here in 20... Yeah, I don't know. That was kind of yeah. weird. It felt rushed, Andrew. I appreciate the call and appreciate the joke, man. And those yep. those Reese McGuire jokes are never not going to be funny to me. I'm sorry, the, the guy got caught pulling the goalie in a parking lot. I mean, it's never not going to be funny to me. By the way, on Fam, 27 batted balls, 21 hard hit with the Red Sox. That's a 77.8 percent hard hit rate. That is unbelievable how much loud contact this guy makes. Let's get to Jay in Providence. What's up, Jay? Uh, just leaving the game. Yeah, was just. Leaving oh, the hey, game. how was it? Uh, how was the atmosphere, Jay? Give me the breakdown. Uh, there were a lot of Yankee fans, as always, but it was uh, loud. It was electric, and the crowd was into it the whole game. I was, I had pretty good seats, like five rows up. I was waiting for people to leave so I could move up. Mm-hmm. Nobody left the whole time. The only That's thing, good. though, they, they, the only thing they got to do something with those seats, man. You're on top of it, one another, and I had good seats too. Like two grown men can't sit next to each other. I don't know what you, they're going to oh, do. Oh, you're saying that, the seats got to be wider. Yeah, please. Yeah, oh I see God. what you're saying. Yeah, I'm a very small man. I'm about 160 pounds, so it doesn't really affect me. But I know what you mean. I know what you mean. They're very small. Yeah, but besides that, um, yeah, the crowd was into it pre-game. The atmosphere was like it used to be in during the game and even post-game. Maybe it was because the Yankees, you know, juiced it up a little bit. But sure. And it's Friday night, but it was electric and it was loud. All right, good stuff, Jay. Appreciate the call, my friend. Good stuff. Uh, by the way, Justin Turpin, who, of course, produced the Red Sox show, he texted me, uh, Ploiecki didn't step in front of the plate. I didn't notice it if he did. He didn't, Justin said. That, that is kind of weird. I always liked Ben Intendi. I mean, I hated that he put on all that weight in the 19 offseason. He was doing the Rocks workout. Like, what the hell are you doing, man? You don't have to be the Rock. You're playing baseball. What are you thinking? Let's get to John in Maine. What's up, John? How you, do- how you doing, Brian? Good, man. How are you? Good. Uh, so I definitely start to starting to believe him a little bit more after tonight. Uh, seeing Xander and Rafi go out there and dump Gatorade on Tommy, it looks like they're starting to believe in themselves. Um, I'm going to need to see a little bit more power out of them out of the next couple in the next couple of weeks, though. Uh, Xander and 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 JD, yep. even Tommy, they got to get the they got to hit the ball with power. Uh, I know, I know. Uh, Tommy's doing that, but it'd be nice to see it go out of the park. Rafi can't be the only guy that hits home runs on this team. 
So yeah, I agree nice with you. That's see. why, like, sort of the yeah. underrated part of what's happened with the injuries is although Story's not hitting for an average at all, or he doesn't have a good on base percentage, the one thing he does do is he has 15 home runs this season, and <laughs> none of the other Red Sox besides Rafael Devers hit home runs. So at some point, it'd be nice to get that guy back. Yeah, definitely. All right, John, appreciate the call, my which, friend. Which guy is that? Is Story? Yeah, I was saying just get Story back, get some more pop into the lineup. I really like what we've seen from Arroyo because Arroyo's been playing really well. I mean, the guy, what, six-game hitting streak? The guy's fifth in batting average uh, in all of Major League Baseball since he came off the IL. So he's been raking. But just he'd like to have some more depth on this team, John. I appreciate the call, my friend. Because, like, you're watching this game tonight, and Ploiecki's still getting at bats. You realize Ploiecki's hitting... 0-6-3 against left-handed pitchers. I mean, this guy is a non-entity at the plate right now. And I get it. He's your catcher, and you're splitting time with him and Reese McGuire. But it'd just be nice late in games to have more guys that you can go to on the bench. Like, Jalen Davis is great, the swinging bunts and all that, but you just like to have more consistency from the bench. All right, thanks to Ethan and Andrew for producing. I'll be back with you in, like, nine hours, nine to one. Have a great night, everybody. Be safe and be well. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.